Amen. Hallelujah. Had a had quite a few few men uh, message me and tell me they couldn't make it tonight. You know, uh, but also encourage you make sure make sure you know you're you're inviting someone. Make sure you you know if you have multiple phone numbers of men in the church, don't don't just assume they know about it, but challenge them to be here. I, I was I had to go by Walgreens for something um, earlier this morning and. And there was someone from the church. Well, he kind of comes to the church here and there, and 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 so sometimes when as the pastor you run into them, they're kind of, they're kind of like you know, um, you know. Let's see if I can get it. Can't get it. It's like the woman. Can't you check me out quicker so pastor doesn't come up behind me? And anyway, I just loved on him, gave him a high five, and told told him how good it is to see them. And I said, Hey man, it'd be so great to see you tonight. You have our men's meeting, and I was like, Yeah, yeah, I'll, 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 yeah, we'll see, <laughs> you know. And I'm like, But you sow the seed, man. You know, and because this is important. This is important. This is important to the life of this church. It's important to you. And sometimes, you know, people don't understand the vitalness of being in meetings like this, where God wants to impart to our hearts as men. And because it's not just to... You know, because, because, you know, you're going somewhere in life. You're going somewhere in life. And you guys, you, you had to hand out the, the, the sheets and, and, uh, and we'll go over some things. But you're, you're going somewhere. And, and a lot of times, you know, we, we kind of, we'll just go through the motions sometimes. And we'll, we'll look at things in our life as, as optional. But the moment you look at something as optional... When it's something you know that God's called you to do or told you to do, you know, and I, and I know people have lives, I know they work. And so, I mean, you know, I'll be the first one to tell you, I understand life. (laughs) I understand, you know, I understand sports. (laughs) I understand, you know, you know, you know, you know, football season or basketball season. I understand those seasons. So there's seasons like that, but, but also know there's men in the church that, that, that either forget about it or like, you know, it's not really, you know, I don't. You know, I, I'm busy. I'll go to church on Sunday. No, this is important to be here. This is important. Um, you're getting a couple of sheets of paper there. One, I want to, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about this at the end. Um, but if everyone get one yet, not, not quite. Well, while they're passing them out, there's one, there's one of the papers that says, uh, it says raising the bar. And, um, and this is, um, our event coming up in just a few weeks. And so I asked, uh, I asked Freddie, um, he couldn't be, he's working tonight. And, and I said, so, so how many, Freddie, how many of we have registered so far? And he says, two. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, okay, we got two people registered. All right. <laughs> and, and so we sent an email out and he said, well, and, and so see with technology, see, I know 48 people opened the email. And I know 13 people clicked on the link, but only two people registered, you know, so, uh, so big brother, Justin's watching you. No, <laughs> oh, no, just, just kidding. Um, and so I encourage you go ahead and sign it. Cause we need to, we need to, because we have a couple of different uh, cabins booked and, and so we need to let them know if we need that second cabin or not. And so, um, I'd like to have at least 50 people cause that will, or 48 people that will fill, uh, yeah, actually 50 people will fill the one cabin up. We may not need the other one, uh, but encourage you, you know, um, and, and I want to put a challenge, challenge towards you, whoever, whatever men bring the most men, 
I'm going to I'm going to give you a gift card for two for Texas Day Brazil, personally. So so whoever bring whoever whoever men bring the most men, you you have a gift card for two for Texas Day Brazil. All right, and so so give that that challenge to you guys. You know, and because, and it's not something to bribe you or, hey, let's just so we can get most men. I, I believe these times are important for us. And, uh, you know, I don't do things. I, I, I'm not doing this because, hey, it's, I, I, get to, I get to preach again or I get to teach again. That's, I, that's not why I'm in the ministry. I'm in the ministry because of, of why we exist as a church. And, you know, the other sheet of paper, it tells us why we exist as a church. And you look at that, it says, read, this, read that with me. Why, why do we exist? There's hurting people outside these walls. Love them for me. What are we called to do? Make winners in life. How we accomplish this? Experience, equip, and engage. That's an experience with God, equipping them with the tools needed to succeed and engaging them to influence the world. That's what we're about. And so, and so that's why, that's why meetings on Thursdays night, that's why this retreat we're going on is so vital. That's why Sundays, Wednesdays, whatever, Thrive Groups, whatever you're doing, that's why these things are important because it's about taking us to another level. But ultimately, it's, there's hurting people that need, there's, there's hurting men within our church that need, need the word that's being ministered tonight. There's going to be men in our church that are going to need that word that Rick, myself, or Chip Brim will bring on that, on that weekend. And so I encourage you to, to challenge men. We'll have a table signed up, a, a sign up a table in the, in the lobby this Sunday. So even when you're walking around, encourage them. Hey, have you signed up for the retreat? Sometimes it's just asking someone. And so on this, it'll give you a schedule on, on how the event will, will flow. Um, we're going to, if you need a ride here, we're going to carpool. We'll take our van uh, and we'll fit as many as we can in there. Other than that, we'll use other vehicles. We'll carpool down there, leaving at five. We'll check in at six. Uh, dinner's at 6.30 that first night. We're actually going to do hamburgers and hot dogs ourselves and, and, uh, and, and do that. I'll be ministering Chip Brim, and then we do activities. Remember dodgeball from last year? Wasn't that awesome? Um, so just stretch your arm out now. Um, and then Saturday, you'll see. I don't need to go through everything. Mainly the supplies you need is bedding for a twin-size bed, towels, toiletry, Bible, notebook, um, and so forth. Um, so you can, uh, the address is on the back. Um, so if you're, if you're going to meet us down there, it will show you how to, how to get down there. The cost is $80. That includes um, our, our, our room, uh, uh, the food on that, for that Saturday uh, and, and Friday night. And then also you, everyone's going to get up. We'll have matching T-shirts as well. And, and so with that, um, when, you, when you sign up, we probably need a way on, on uh, getting to know your shirt sizes. So we'll have to figure out how to do that. But, but other than that, be there. What's that? It's on, it's on the – thank you. Yeah, just make sure the pastor's in the know. Thank you. Um, appreciate our team. But this m- next level men's meeting, I, I want to read this, and you know I say this every time because, because I want you to know, continue to know what this is about. Next level men's ministry motto, it says, our purpose is to create opportunities for the men of heritage to come together to connect, grow, get free, and go to the next level in life. Our attitude is this, we refuse to go back, give up, or plateau, and we will rise and be the champions we were created to be. Now say, say these, these are our statements of faith. Say these with me. Step up, be a man of action. Assume it is your job in your moment. Hate apathy, reject passivity, refuse to live as a spectator in life. Speak out, silence in the midst of a sin is a sin. Be courageous, fear God, not man. Speak the truth in love. Stand strong. 
Don't give in when you're challenged, attacked, or criticized. Above all, refuse to compromise. Stay humble. Be vigilant against pride. Get the log out of your eye. Don't think less of yourself. Think of yourself less. Serve the king. Seek first his kingdom, his glory, his righteousness. Hope in the internal and live for a greater reward. I mean, say these things over yourself. Read these things. And because this is what I'm saying over you. This is what we need to be saying. Because this is the type of men that we, we desire to be in life. I know, I'm, I know I'm kind of throwing a lot at you right now. Um, you, know, you know, with this, what we're about, raising the bar. And I just want to kind of just, just settle for a moment. You know, uh, you know, I got to listen to Rick's word last, last month. You know, he talked about the integrity of the word. And it's so important to, that, that's, that our lives should be supported by that. That our lives need to be supported by the integrity of the word. And we've been, we talked about integrity, you know, the last several times we were, we were together as men. And I know it's kind of hit and miss because we had the Believers Convention and, um, you know, in, in August. And then, and then in September, uh, Rick ministered. And it was also on the week of Labor Day week, I believe. And so, so anyway, just, and, and we have holidays coming up. And, and, and I just had some things in my heart and, and rolling on my spirit. You know, um, you know, for the last couple of weeks, and and it's a scripture, and I'll get to it in a minute, and sometime during tonight, and it's Romans eight twenty eight, and this is what the Lord kept speaking to me. He said, He said, called according to His purpose, called according to His purpose, called according to His purpose. Say that with me. Called according to His purpose. See, you have a purpose. And it's, and it's not, so often we can, we can be so intent on finding our purpose. And, and I understand what's what in reference to that. And it's, and, and it's not a wrong connotation, but realize you're called according to his purpose. You know, that scripture is all things work together for good to those who do what? Love God and are called according to his purpose. So all things work together for good. So it's not all things work together for good, that's the end. No, it's all things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. I, I'm not going to talk about the, the all things work together for good, but what really, what the Lord kept focusing on me and just as I got quiet, he kept saying, called according to my purpose. Called according to my purpose. You know, I, I came across a story um, and, it's, and it's some... Uh, in Oxford, England in 1555. And uh, there's a guy named Hugh Latimer. And, and, um, oh, and the other name was, I think his name was Nicholas Ridley. And this happened on, on really where modern day, where, where we have Oxford University in England. And then these two men, they were, uh, one was more political. One was, one was a pastor and one was a, le- one was a leader. And, 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 in, and today, what marks their history is 24 stones in the, in, the, in the pavement on this cobblestone road. And that's what marks their life. And, and what's interesting about them is, is in the same location, there was this, I think it's called Bacardo, it was Bacardo Prison. And there was this prison, and one day they walked out of this prison, and it wasn't because they were being set free. They were walking out of this prison because, because they were going to be burned at the stake. 
And here they walk out there and we don't know exactly what was going through their thoughts, you know, that day. And we don't know exactly what was going on, but, but we do have on his tombstone. And this was written in history books uh, about what were, what were some of the last statements made. And, and this, this Hugh Latimer looked at um, uh, Mr. Ridley and this is what he says to him. He says, he says this, he goes, be of good cheer, Mr. Ridley. Now think about it. They're, they're about to be burned at the stake. And this was this man's last words to him before they're about to be burned at the stake. And he says this, be of good cheer, Ridley. And he says this, play the man. Play the man. You know, he, and it's really a reference from Corinthians where it says, it's a, it talks about being a man. It says, be alert, stand firm, act like men. So he says, be of good cheer, Mr. Ridley. Play the man. And, he, and then he says this. He goes, we shall this day light such a candle by God's grace as I trust shall never be put out. Wow. Man, th- think about it. Here, you're about to, to, to lose your life for what you believe in. And here he says, be a good cheer, Mr. Ridley, with a smile on his face. He says, we shall this day light such a candle. Meaning, yeah, they might, they might burn us alive. But you know what? We're going to light such a, we're going to light such a candle by the grace of God, a light that shall never be put out. Wow. Man. Now, I'm not going to be talking about you being a martyr and going out and being burned at the stake. But what I wanted you to see is, is, is the strength and the faith that these men had to, to, to be able to make, be of good cheer, Mr. Ridley, man. Today, we're going to light such a candle by the grace of God that such will never be put out. You know, you, you are called. You, you have a purpose. And, 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 and just by, by direction of the Spirit of the Lord tonight, I, I, I want you to, it's not about you necessarily taking, taking a bunch of notes or anything. I want you to, to, to allow the Spirit of the Lord to minister to your heart tonight. Because sometimes we can just we can just sit back and be be okay with where we are. We can just be okay and and and, and look at look at pastor or, or look at this leader or or look at that leader and say, okay, well, yeah, they they they're called, or or, or that person's called, or, or 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 yeah, you know that that man on TV, he's called, and and and, and well, well, God has a purpose for them, but you know, I'm just a Christian, or or I'm just this, or or I'm just that. But no, he says he says that you are called according to His purpose. One translation that says that you're called to his purpose and his design. You're called to his purpose and his design. In Isaiah 43, he says, but now, thus says the Lord, he who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. So here he says, I created you and I formed you. And and he says this, he goes, and I redeemed you. By paying a price, thank you, Father. Oh, Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I've ransomed you by paying a price instead of leaving you captives. Meaning, I didn't leave you. I formed you and I created you. And I didn't leave you to stay the way you were. I didn't, I didn't create you for you to stay the way you, you've always been. But I created you and I formed you. And not only that, but I redeemed you and I bought you with a price. This says this, and I've called you by your name. Now, I love how he says, I've called you by your name. 
And, and, and when I was quoting this and, and was saying this and, and I was saying, you know, well, I've been called by his name. He goes, that's not what the scripture says. He goes, I've called you by your name. And, and I could go in and, and elaborate what, what that possibly could mean. But he says, I've called you by your name. And you are mine. When, when I thought of this, I, I, thought of, I, I thought of Samuel as a little child, a young child, and he's, and he's been dedicated to the Lord, and he's, he's, his, his, his mom has, has dropped him there off at the, at the prophet's house, so to speak, and say, hey, I give him to you. Bam, here you go. Take care of Samuel. And, and all of a sudden, as a young kid, and he's in Eli's house, and he's laying down at night, and he hears a voice. He goes, Samuel, Samuel. He gets up, and he goes, Eli, he goes, what do you need? What do you need? Um, he goes, I, what did, I didn't hear anything. So this happens three times, and he calls him Samuel. Samuel. See, I want you to know that he created you and he formed you and he calls you by your name. Like I said, we, I could take this in a whole other direction, but, but that's the purpose. I want you to see he, he, he has a purpose for you. He has a design for you. You know, Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the thoughts and plans that I have for you, says the Lord, thoughts and plans of peace and not evil to give you hope in your final outcome. He has plans and purposes for you called according to his purpose. You weren't created for the world's purpose. You were created for his purpose. You weren't created for your, your parents' purpose and what they might have had for you. You were created for his purpose. Yes, there, there may be something that you do in a profession. There's something that God may have gifted you with your hands, gifted you with knowledge, given you insight in, 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 in a way that you'll, you'll make a living or you say make a giving. An opportunity for, for resources to increase. But, but, but a lot of times we can, we can settle for, we, we, we have this occupation, we have this job, or we have these skills and we have talents. And, and, and we'll settle for, for, for just going through life doing those things and not realize there's a greater purpose. There, there's a greater purpose. That yeah, yes, yes, you're working Monday through Friday or whatever your schedule might be. But, there's, don't, ever, but don't leave off according to his purpose. According to his purpose, according to his purpose, according to his potential, according to the potential he put in you, according to the thoughts that he has about you. So, so as I speak to, to, to you as men tonight, I want, I want you to say that he has a purpose and a design for you. You're called according to his purpose. Yeah, I'm not saying that you, you need to leave here, quit your job because, because Pastor Justin said I'm called according to his purpose. No, no, I'm saying, I'm saying don't neglect the eternal things. Don't neglect greater things. Yeah, God's, you're, you're going to be an instrument where, where God's planted you. You're, you're, you're going to be a light where God's planted you, but don't forget about according to his purpose. So we, we, when he planted heritage of faith, it wasn't just another place where someone could get some, some people could gather together on the back roads of Crowley to have church. No, it was created according to his purpose. Meaning there's a purpose for a heritage of faith. 
There's a purpose for a heritage of faith. And it's not just having church Sunday after Sunday, Wednesday after Wednesday. No, it's according to his purpose. It's about affecting lives. It's about affecting people. It's about being conduits for change. It's about, it's about allowing him to work with the body for the body to do what is created to do and raise up a generation that would know the Lord, a generation that would worship the Lord. You're not created just to, just to have children, raise a family, make money. You're, you're created and called to raise up a next generation that would know his goodness, to know his works, to know what he does, to know his covenant, to know everything that he is. But if you just get settled into just life, then whatever you're going to forget that you're created according, called according to his purpose. I speak, I speak to, to untapped purpose in you tonight. I, I, I speak to, I speak to dried up calling in your life tonight. Call it according to his purpose. Thank you, Father. Go to, go to Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians 2, it says, verse 10 says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Amplified says, for we are God's own handiwork, his workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew. You're his workmanship. And anything and everything that God creates has purpose. There's nothing created without purpose in it. When he, when he created you, he created you with purpose in you. Now, that purpose is a, is a discovery it's something that you walk out. It's something that you discover as you journey, as you pursue after him. But don't, don't, I, I mean, I, I believe what the, the season we're in and, and I was listening to someone minister this, this past week and it was from the believers convention and he, he was, he wasn't down on big ministries or, or downing big ministries, but, but he was just saying, saying that the days are over of of, of just big name ministries. And because it's not about just following a, following a big name, but it's where, it's where the people take what they have learned from these ministers and what they're learning and, and allowing that to birth purpose, allowing it to birth what they're called and created for. And, and not just, well, just I'm following don't get me wrong. It, we're, we, you, you follow, you have, we have followers in the faith. We have people we learn after. We have people we honor. There's people that we glean from that speak into our lives. So I'm not making light of that. But what I want you to understand is, is we can get so focused in looking at the minister or hearing, hearing me Sunday after Sunday or, or Dr. Savell. And, and you can say, man, that was a good message. And, 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 and but, not, but realize the things that we're speaking to you, the things that Dr. Savell ministers is, isn't for you to but it's for you to do what's being preached. 
It's for you to be example of what's being preached. It's for you to do your part. It's for you to, you to get to, to step and operate in faith to where you're stepping out. You're not hearing stories about, uh, about this person laying hands on the sick and seeing them recover. But, but now that's happening through you. That's happening through, that's happening through the, and that's what I, my heart is, is beating for that within this church that, 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 that we hear more miracles that are happening in workplaces than we hear happening at the altar of our church because, because you understand you're called and created for purpose. You're called according to his purpose. You're called according to his purpose. And when the word goes forth, it was everything is to teach you to operate greater in that purpose. So you are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Man, you're created to do something great. You were created to do something magnificent. But so often we can, we, can, we can kind of see that through the lens of, of our experience, how we see ourselves currently. And we, you say, well, I, I hear you saying that, Pastor, but yeah, that's, that's, that's for that preacher. I'm not a preacher. I, this isn't about being a preacher. This isn't even about being in fivefold ministry. This is about being a believer. You know, is it signs follow them that believe? Didn't say signs follow the the preacher. It's signs follow them that believe. You're called according to his purpose. You know, I, I, thinking about, you know, kind of shortchanging yourselves. A lot of times, you know, I, th- I immediately thought of, you know, Jeremiah, Jeremiah 1, 1, 5. And a lot of us know this, but God said, you know, I've ordained you to be a prophet unto the nations. I sanctified you from your mother's womb. I ordained you to be a prophet unto the nations. And he was like, well, who am I? I can't speak. See, God's not asking you whether you can do it or not. All he's wanting is permission. All he's wanting is a heart that's yielded and say, yeah, I'm called according to his purpose. I'm called according to his purpose. I'm called according to his purpose. Thank you, Father. You're called according to his purpose. Look at the second, I think it's second Peter chapter one, verse 10. It says, how it says, make your calling and election sure. Meaning you, you need to be established that you're created for great things. And please, hear me. You have everything you need in you to complete what he created you for. Come on. Thank you, Father. Go to Isaiah 51. Thank you, Father. Remember, you're his workmanship. You're called and according to his purpose. In verse 1, he says this, Hearken to me, you who follow after righteousness and justice. Can you turn me down just a little bit, Jeff? Hearken to me, you who follow after righteousness and justice. 
you who seek and inquire of the Lord, claiming him by, ne- I'm reading Amplified, claiming him by necessity and by right, then he says this, look to the rock from which you were hewn and to ho- into the hole in the quarry from which you were dug. Remember, he, he formed, remember in Isaiah, he said he formed them, he made them, he created them. You were his workmanship. And he, go, he says, look to the rock from which you were hewn and to the hole in the quarry from which you were dug. Look to Abraham, your father, and to Sarah who bore you. Meaning, don't, yeah, you're, you're called to do great things, but don't look at your natural past to try to confirm your future. Don't look at your past mistakes. Don't look at what other people have told you. What he, he, he says, he goes, this is, he goes, hearken to me and follow after righteousness and justice and inquire of the Lord. Look to the rock from which you were hewn. Meaning, meaning, meaning you, you came from a different, you, you came from something different. It is not about what the past, you look to the rock from which you were hewn. Look to where you came from. Look to who you were created by. And he says, look to Abraham. Your father and to Sarah who bore you. Now guess, for I called him when he was but one, and I blessed him and made him many. Man, I love it. For I called him when he was but one, and I blessed him and made him many. When you're called according to his prayer, it's not about you doing the work yourself. It's about your availability. It's about your surrender. It's about your yieldedness. It's about your heart saying, God, take my life. Use my life. I'm called according to your purpose. And Lord, I thank you that you've given me the ability to work with my hands, to make a living. And you've given me wisdom and insight. But Lord, I thank you that, that, that I know my life is more than just this job. I know, I know my life is more than just the things I've experienced. Because, and, and so he says, look to the rock from which you came. And look to Abraham. Why does he say look to Abraham? Because Abraham was the father of many nations. He was called. To be the father of many nations, but yet he was just one man that was old. Married to a woman that was old. The barrenness of Sarah's womb, the, the deadness of his body. But he says, look to Abraham. Look to Abraham. I mean, let him be your example because, because I called him to do something great. I, I created him to do something great. You know, when he started, he was just one. But oh, when, when he gets involved. You see, you see, a lot of times it's like we want to do great things, but we, sometimes we do it apart from him. See, it, it, wasn't, it, it wasn't just Abraham. I called him to be one, and Abraham became many. No. When he started, he was one, and it says, and I blessed him. You see, you, you, you see it, it's, it's the blessing that makes the difference. It's his empowerment. It's, it's his grace on your life. It's his ability in your life. It's his anointing in your life. See, it wasn't just Abraham being one and becoming many. No, it was look to Abraham. And when he started, he was one. I blessed him and he became many. You're his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus for good works. He blessed him. He empowered him. He gave him everything he needed to fulfill what God called him to be. That's, that's what the blessing is for. 
I wasn't planning to quite go this direction, but, but, I, but I just, I mean, now, now think about it. when he created Adam and placed him in the garden. It said what? He, it didn't just say, be fruitful and multiply. It said, and he blessed them. And said, what? be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. Think about it. it, it, it it's the blessing. And he blessed them. And so, so really, he, he created them, blessed them. And when the blessing was on, they were now able to do what God did. Until they started looking for something else. So, so let's, get, let's get back to that, that blessing. He blessed him and made him many. And just, just as, I, as, I, as I start to, to, to close up, I, I want you to go to John chapter 20. John chapter 20. I don't want to keep you too long because I, I believe there, there's some things that need to, need to be declared. I believe there's some things that need to be prayed by the Holy Ghost. Because this, this here has to do with the, the blessing called according to his purpose. So, so here when, when, when Jesus was walking with the disciples, and we know in, uh, in one account when he said, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. We know that he called the disciples. He, he prayed and he sought the Lord and he, 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 called, uh, he, he called 12 disciples. And we know there was more disciples. And we know there was others that, that followed. And after he rose from the dead, he's with the disciples in verse uh, 21, it says, Then Jesus said to them again, Peace be unto you, as my Father sent me, even so send I you. So now he's, he, he's giving them called according to his purpose. He's, he's now giving them another level of purpose. As my Father sent me, even so send I you. And, says, and when he had said this, See, anytime there's a purpose given, there's an empowerment given. And he says this, he says, and when he said this, what did he say? As my father sent me, so I send you. So it has to do with the same thought. It said he breathed on them and said, receive ye the Holy Ghost. Receive ye the Holy Ghost. So here, this, this, is, this is the blessing that we've been given the empowerment that we've been given to, to understand our call, discover our call, and fulfill our call. Receive the Holy Ghost. You know, Jesus, a few chapters before this, you know, Jesus is preparing the disciples for what's going to happen when he leaves. And in John chapter 14 and John chapter 16, he's constantly saying, you know, I got to go away. Because if I don't go away, the Holy Spirit can't come. You're called according to his purpose. Say that with me. I'm called according to his purpose. The disciples were called according to his purpose and he empowered them with and gave them the gift of the Holy Ghost. And they said, there's more directions I could go here, but I, I, I just, some, we're just saying some things out of my heart before, before, we, before we transition. Now go, go, to, go to Ephesians 1.
Ephesians 1. Receive the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. The Holy Spirit. Man, the person of God to send alongside you and me. And here in, in, uh, in verse 3 of Ephesians 1, it says, Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. He, blessed, he already has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Already. According as he had chosen us. Remember, we're called according to his purpose. And it says, according has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us into the adoption of children by Jesus to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of his glory, of his grace, where he had made us accepted in the beloved, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. Let's get down to verse. Thank you, Father. 11 says, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance in whom also. So he talked about redemption and talked about salvation. It says in whom also we have obtained an inheritance being predestined according to the purpose of him, predestined according to the purpose of him, the purpose of him who works all things after the counsel of his own will, that we should be the praise of his glory, who first trusted in Christ, whom you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation and whom also you believed you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. See, this is the inheritance of being sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance, which is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purpose possession under the praise of his glory. Meaning we've been sealed with this inheritance. We've been sealed with the preciousness. Of, we've been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We, he, he has redeemed us. He purchased us. And now we have this guarantee, this inheritance that we have of the Holy Ghost. See, we are called according to his purpose, but you're not going to fulfill the purpose apart from the blessing and the gift of the Holy Ghost. If you keep reading, he goes on and he, and he really, I believe, elaborates because he said he goes on where he goes, wherefore unto you, he goes, I don't cease praying for you. And he says this. And what is the prayer that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of glory may give unto you what a spirit. So he just talked about the, the, the inheritance. And then he goes on, because of this, I pray for you. I pray for you that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. That the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened, that you would know what the hope of his calling, the, the inheritance that we have in the saints, and the exceeding greatness of his power. Man, you and I, heirs of faith. I, I'm even speaking to men in this church that aren't even here yet. I'm speaking to men in this community. I'm speaking to your, your sons. Man, call it according to his purpose. Call it according to his purpose. But we're not going to fulfill the purpose apart from the Spirit of God, from the Holy Spirit.
Let me close, close with this. I'm going to trans. 2 Corinthians chapter 13. And this is Paul's final statements in this chapter. Verse 14, he says, the grace, I'll let it back up. Verse 11, finally, brethren, farewell, be perfect, be of good comfort, be of one mind, live in peace, and the God of love and peace shall be with you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the saints salute you. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. So he, so he closes the prayer in the last day. I could elaborate on the other ones, but he says, and communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Meaning as, I, as I'm writing this last letter to you, don't forget about the communion of the Holy Spirit. Don't forget about the communion of the Holy, the love of God. Don't forget about the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit. I mean, we're called according to his purpose. But I believe it is that relationship with the Holy Spirit that's going to cause you to be something that you never thought you could be. I never thought I could do what I'm doing now in the natural. But yet when he'd say, Justin, you're called according to my purpose and design. Doesn't matter what you think. (laughs) Doesn't matter if you could process it or even make sense of it. That's why the foolish things confound the wise. (laughs) You're his workmanship. You're his workmanship. There's things that, 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 that God wants to do through your life that maybe it was only been, maybe you've only thought about it. Maybe you had a passion for it at one time, but kind of put it on the shelf and said, well, I'm not really in the fivefold ministry. Man, that's, that's, we are a body of believers and every joint supplies. It's not about being in the fivefold ministry. That's, my, my pursuit was never to be in the fivefold ministry. My pursuit was, God, I just want to be used by you. Don't pursue an office or a position. Pursue that, that phrase, call according to his purpose. Everyone stand up. Rick, come on up with me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Oh, we have a microphone. Thank you, Jesus. Called according to his purpose. You're called. You're called. You're called.
there's a process of um, when you're a ministering pastor, a scripture came to my, to my mind. It was in Psalms 139 where it says, How precious are the thoughts that I think towards you. Uh, how weighty is the sum of them. I believe a lot of times in the process of, of, of us as men, as people, period, in life, there's a, there's a battle that's going on in our thought process. The revelation of a call that's on our life, it's hard for us to think past the natural realm of what our lives look like. And uh, that's, that's, uh, that's where, you know, in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, it says, taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. And um, with what Pastor Justin has been ministering to us, I want you to just close your eyes for just a minute. And uh, I want you to listen with an intent to hear, not necessarily what I'm saying, but what God may be saying to you. And I know there's, uh, you know, when the word of God says, meditate in my word day and night, meditate on the thoughts that God has for you, precious thoughts, weighty thoughts, thoughts that have substance to them. For you to fulfill dreams. John Osteen would say, dream the biggest dream you've ever dreamed. And when you've dreamed the biggest dream you've ever dreamed, you haven't dreamed big enough. God is bigger than that. Imagine yourself, if you will, for just a moment, with your eyes closed, the, the man of God that God intended for you to be. The man of God that you believe that you want to be. That, that I, my thoughts, I'm going to go, that, that saying that we're always going to go in the direction of our most dominating thoughts. We have to allow ourselves to meditate, think about, ponder, see law on the, the precious thoughts, the realization that I'm called, that I'm chosen by God, that God chose me to be on his team. That God chose me to be in his family. That God chose me to lead my family. That God chose me to be in the place of, of, of employment. God chose me to be right here, right now, tonight for a purpose, for a reason that's bigger than what I can even see right now. But Lord, please ask the Lord, show me your thoughts that you have for me, Lord. Show me the dreams that you have for me, Lord. Open my eyes, open my understanding to see the depth of the of the wealth, of the riches, of the glory that you desire to be displayed in my life. For your glory, Lord. For your glory, Lord. For your glory. What is it, Lord, that you would like to get glory in my life with? Shingo mana nie shiki Jesus, 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 pray. Father God, I pray that you open the eyes of all of our understanding, that we will be enlightened to know what is the hope of your calling in our lives. What is the richness of our inheritance as your children, as your men of God, what you planned and you purposed for us. 
as Pastor Justin so eloquently spoke, Lord, we're your workmanship, created in you, Christ Jesus, under good works, which you have before ordained that we should walk in them. Unveil those thoughts to us, Lord. Help us to cast down wicked imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself up against the plans and the purposes and the pursuits that you have for us in our lives, Lord. By your grace that is sufficient for us, Lord, we decree and declare that we will walk in all that you've called us to walk in, be everything that you created us to be, Lord. We resist the devil. We resist those negative thoughts. We are who you created us to be. We do what you created us to do. We live in the fullness of the blessing without measure, Lord. We take on the mantle of the blessing that you prearranged and predestined for us to walk in before the foundations of the world. We cast down those thoughts of doubt and unbelief that I'm not good enough. That I'll never be good enough. We condemn those negative words. We show your word to be proof. We show your word to be exalted in our lives. We show that Jesus is high and lifted up in our lives. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, Bashihe Koboha, He Hamahashanda Labaha, Oh Rabahande Heke Shokoboati Eki, Mande He Shoboatata Labaha, Ikamananamaha Shobo, Ishamaha Shamaha, Ishamaha Shamaha, Ishamaha Shoboho, Ikabaho Bohatie, Ishamaha Talabaha, Oh Rabaha Shokondo. Ishabahatata continue, 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 continue to meditate, continue to see. There may be somebody in here tonight that is struggling tremendously with their thoughts of who they are in Christ Jesus. Just uh, come on up here. And Pastor Justin or myself, we're going to pray over you. We're going we're gonna to get in agreement with you. We're going to lay hands on you with an impartation to, to release what's in your past to press towards what's in your future to what God has for you so you can see what God has in store for you. So if that's you, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. We all are, can need, that's what we're here together for tonight, to stand in agreement, to get in agreement with you. He, thank you, Jesus. Touch him, G. Oh, Jesus, thank you for touching Eric. Oh, Shandala la baha shoko. He shambaha. He shoboha. He la baha ha ha ha. He mighty man, mighty man, mighty man, mighty man, mighty man. Oh, shatata. He baha ho ha. He shiko atata la baha. Oh, shamaha tike tebo. Oh, patata la baha. I release the anointing, Lord. Hobaha that you placed in my life. 
And Jesus, that you've authored and, and you've finished the work that's already in him. Pastor, Pastor, you want to come lay hands on him? Jeremiah. Jeremiah, come here, Jeremiah. Shabbat. Come here, Jeremiah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank, Thank you, Father. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Father, we thank you. Thank you, thank you Lord Jesus. You said, according to Jeremiah 1 5, you knew from the foundation of the world what he is supposed to be. I thank you, Father, for your Holy Spirit ministering to him now his identity. We call it out in Jesus' name. We place a demand on the anointing of God and the gifts of God within him right now as we draw it out. We draw it out. We stir it up in Jesus' name. We speak the law of combustion over the seed within Eric in Jesus' name. We are lending our flame to that combustion in Jesus' name. Know who you are in Jesus' name. Satan, we bind you from operating against his mind, speaking lies to him, speaking to his mind, saying that he's not got an assignment. We turn what you say on its ear. We declare the opposite. In Jesus' name, he's a man of God, working and living and moving in your power at all times. In the name of Jesus, I speak cleansing of mind right now. In the name of Jesus, renewing of that mind. Renewing of that mind. Refiring, rewiring right now in Jesus' name. Rewired for your purpose, Father, in Jesus' name. Get out of your brain, Eric, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. You can't do it without him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And this isn't just for Eric. I think it's for, for several in here. But he, I, I, I kept hearing this. He goes, uh, do a lot less talking and do a lot more listening. Sometimes we, we go in prayer or we go in times of, of either whether it's repentance or whether it is instead of listening for direction, listening to the still small voice, listening, listening for your freedom, listening to the direction for your freedom. Emotions, uh, emotions being stirred up have nothing to do whether you you're forgiven or not, or feel forgiven, or feel restored. No, listen, listen, listen. To the word. Listen to the word that he wants to speak into your life. Listen to the word. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. And I still hear there's this idea when he is pertains to even ministry that, okay, well, one day in the future when I retire, or one day in the future when God moves me into that ministry. No, no. No, you're, you're, you realize you're in ministry wherever you go. Yeah. It's yeah. not a, it's, it's not a, it's not a title. It's not, yeah, there's, there's, yes, there's calling and there's separation. There's a difference between calling and separation. We all have a call and there's direction in that call. Like Paul knew he was called to go to a certain people. And then there was a time when the, they were worshiping and it said, as they were worshiping, the Holy Ghost spoke and said, separate unto me Paul and Barnabas for the work. I, well, Paul had a visitation on the road to Damascus and he was called then. 
and he had started stepped out in ministry. He stepped out and learned, but there was also the time when when God, by the laying on of hands, ordained him into that ministry. So there is a difference between. There, so sometimes we we think they're all the same. Mm. We think ministry is, okay, when God, or someone ordains me into the ministry or when I have that ministry title or I have that position in church or I'm a pastor or I'm this, then, okay, that's when I'll step into ministry. No, no, you, 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 you be God where you are. You, you, be, you, 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 do, you do ministry where you are. And there, there'll, be, there'll, there'll be that time according to his calling or according to his purpose where, where God will take that which you've been walking in and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, Bam! Place his hand on you, and now you stepped into this calling. You've been separated to that calling. So, so there, there's a difference there, and there's more there. But it, I, I don't think it's for right now. But I just sense don't don't wait for there's one day in ministry. Yeah. Hallelujah! Good, Hallelujah! Let's lead him. Thank you, Father. I'd like to lead you tonight in a prayer for Thank another you, ministry. And they're going to save save 500 souls tomorrow night in Toronto. And I believe as you pray into that ministry, whatever anointing you need can be granted to you because it's a prophetic ministry, 80-some years old. I don't know if you know it or not, but Morris Cirillo's been walking a long time with God. And he's doing a couple more meetings in the United States. The last one's in New York. So you have a privilege tonight to pray and believe for people to be saved in Toronto, healed in Toronto. Delivered in Toronto. And it's not a dream. It's going to happen tomorrow night. Amen. So it's your opportunity to pray. If you do pray, I believe God's going to bless you just for doing this. And that was really my point of coming here to these men tonight. I stood with Morris in the 80s. I was his usher. If he tells you to go pray for people in the Holy Ghost, you go pray for people in the Holy Ghost. But once somebody says a decree, and that mandate is on you, the anointing flows to you, and whatever power you were wanting to operate in, you can right after this prayer. So I thank you, Lord, that you allowed us to hear tonight great things. And what I heard, Pastor Justin, before I came up was sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. And that's what we're doing now, we're walking in the Spirit. So if you have it in you to see yourself over Toronto, that's where you're really at in the Spirit. You have the ability says, take all those things captive. We wrestle those principalities, and we win right now. And we thank you, Lord, as others have prayed. But if these people pray, you're going to do something dynamic for each one of them. So I thank you, Lord. We've stepped into our call. These men have heard a great word tonight of encouragement. And now, now, faith is used. Anything is possible if they'll decree it. You can manifest it. So I thank you, Lord. We run with people this afternoon that were in Canada already praying. They're believing for at least 300 people to walk amongst them and help them with the ministry. And I hope that these types of ministries come from all these men. They all get sent to the place where you want them to go, whether it's Crowley or anywhere. We take the limits off and we lose the blessing. And someone's here between every good and perfect gift is what our Father gives. And you can receive anything good or anything perfect. That's what we lose tonight for you. There is no shadow of turning in God. And we thank you, Lord, it's been decreed and declared. These people are blessed. 
and they have opportunity to pray for other ministries as they do. That blessing comes back on them multifold. So I'm looking forward to great signs and wonders Thank happening you. in this group. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. It's important when I'm praying in the spirits. Um, the real important, uh, just as you, we do pray in the spirit. Um, you're praying the perfect will of God, so you know, you're praying the word of God. And the Bible says, with the washing of the water by the word. So allow sometimes your thoughts, if your thoughts are going in a direction that are not not pleasant or not where God, you believe, you know that they should be going in where God is concerned. Begin to pray in the spirit, but also take time after you've prayed in the spirit to listen to what it is God may be telling you to do and directing you in some areas of your life. And then... And and always reflect back on that. Meditate in the word. Stay in the word. Pastor's been preaching to us, and I just love it. That word, the word, the word, the word. Is, you know, it's everything's based out of the word. And the Holy Spirit, you're praying in the word when you're praying that out. And so God will begin to reveal to you and, and lead you and guide you and direct you. But let that wash you. It's time for us to take our place. I believe that's what pastors want, knowing that we're called to do right now. We're called to take our place. And it's in him, not in, in what we think we need to do. It's in what God wants us to do. And so be obedient and just, but you have to, you have to see it. You have to, you have to see it and pause and see line. I love that. Listen, listen to that small, still voice, develop an, an uh, attentiveness to what God wants to do and expect it. I believe we're going to walk in it. Amen. Just right now, just um, as Tom was talking about praying, there's someone um, maybe you work with or someone that's on your heart. Thank you, Father. And and just right now, just if there's someone, what came to my heart was um, the, the story you told me with the coach. He came to my heart. And so, I, but I also sense it wasn't just for us to pray for him as a group, but, but there's specific, just he's talking about praying for more Cirillo and over that, and, and that aspect for souls to be saved, and we agree with that. But also, your ministry is where God's called you. And so, if there's some, someone comes up in your heart in prayer, don't look at that as like, well, why did that come there? No, there's, there's, a, there's a reason. There's a reason that came up in your heart. So just right now, if there's someone that comes up in your heart, when I said some, when I said that, you know, someone came up in your heart, just, just, just start praying for that person right now. This, that, this is ministry. This is ministry. And sometimes when you pray for something like that, God might give you a word of wisdom. Maybe something you need to do. Maybe it's just praying for them. Maybe it's, maybe it's to go love on them. Maybe it's to give them something might come up in a time of prayer. But it's open just, just for the next few minutes. I know we're going a little bit longer than usual, but, but just start praying for that person. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Maybe you need to call out their name. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's, a, it's praying in the spirit for them. Maybe something specific you need to declare. Hallelujah. You have a part. You have a part in life. You have a part in, in life and those lives around you. For the peace of God to flow. For the peace of God to flow. For the peace of God to flow in his home. For the peace of God to flow in his mind. That, that there is, there is, there is contentment, contentment and godliness. There's contentment and godliness in this situation. Hallelujah. And he's going to rise. He's going to rise. He's going to rise. He's going to rise. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Wherever you are in life right now, that is a place of ministry. Sometimes we miss opportunities because we're looking for something else. We're waiting for something else. Where you are, that's, there's a place of ministry. And, and I was, <laughs> I keep, keep thinking about this, but there's a, uh, I, when me came up, the story of Obadiah came up to me. He, here he, he served a wicked king. And Elijah had gone off for three, three years and hadn't rained. And everyone's been looking for this king. has been looking for, looking for Elijah for all these years. And, and finally, he, Elijah shows up and they meet, they meet by a well. They may have been by a well. And, and, and so Elijah's like, wait a minute, they're looking for you. And, and so Obadiah said, well, all this time while I've been serving this wicked king, I've, I've, been, I've, 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 I've fed and secured, I think it was like 100 prophets. So even though he was serving a wicked king in, in, in the world aspect, he was doing business for God. Here he was, he was putting away prophets, it being hidden away, feeding them, taking care of them. So even though he was serving this wicked king, he was still, he was doing ministry. Amen. So, so don't, it's not until you become like the Elijah, you become like that person. No, wherever you are, there's ministry there because you're called according to his purpose. Thank you, Father.
We have ministries within this church that are gone like Jim. He's over Helping Hands Ministry. Maybe you're not sure how, what to do or, or, or what to do, and, and, but there's opportunities you're looking to give out. See Jim. I mean, he cuts the ladies' grass all the time and works on cars, you know, moves people. So if you want to be a part of that team, get, in, get involved with him. Activate something. Activate something in your life. Activate a direction in your life of, of, of ministry. Do you have anything else, Rick? Jeremiah, do you have anything? Uh, what I wanted to share was, it, it's funny, because um, I've been asking the Lord to grow me. And it's funny, because the scripture he's been bringing to my mind and to my remembrance often is that he gives seed to the sower. And so a lot of the ways we look at a seed to a sower is, okay, well, Lord, well, I'll wait till you provide the seed until I'll become a sower. But you're not the sower of the seed until you're ready in the ground with that hole dug for that seed to go into. And so bringing that up, the other day I had a deal where I was, one of the rare times I was by myself, and I went to uh, Rose's off my cart. And I was like, all right, Lord, what are we doing here? Because I'm all by myself. I don't eat lunch by myself. And so I just went, had lunch, thinking the Lord's going to talk to me about all this stuff. I didn't hear anything. But then I see the seed that I was ready to sow. I see six guys come in. I've never seen them before in my life. They come and sit at these two tables. All of a sudden, I'm ready with my hand in the hole. Where's my seed, Lord? And the seed is, I want you to pray for these guys. Go pray protection over them because I need you to do this. And I, I'm being honest, I fought. Because I'm like, look, <laughs> I know we're all called to be evangelists, each one reach one. I know this, but I'm just trying to eat taco salad. That's, that's all I want to do today. But there comes that point where the Lord says, I'm trying to give you a seed to sow. Why aren't you over the hole in the ground ready to sow it? And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to be obedient. And it was funny because the Lord that morning had talked to me through my wife saying, you know what, the Lord says you really need to start stepping out in evangelism more because as soon as you do it one time, you're going to get addicted to winning souls, getting people healed in public. That's just it. I'm like, okay, well, my opportunity will come someday. And so there was this timidity in my flesh, but my spirit knew, man, this is what I'm born to do. What I'm born to do is right here. And so, admittedly, I tried to go to the bathroom, and I was like, oh, I'll just go out the side way. But as soon as the Spirit of the Lord hit, I'm headed to that table. I prayed with those guys. They gave me handshakes. They gave me hugs. I said, man, nobody's ever done this. I still have no idea what they do. That wasn't on me to ask. I don't got to inspect my seed before I plant it. But anyways, just just wanted to sow that into you guys. He's the seed to the sower. Get over that hole. Have your hand ready to put that seed in it because you've got that seed already within you. You've got it nearby. You have it. He wants to help you identify what this seed is. He won't hold seed back from you to sow. He won't hold back. It's what he made this earth to do. Amen. Oh, praise the Lord. That's, that's awesome. That's what I got. That's good. Hallelujah. Tommy, you got anything? Yeah. Yeah. You're going to be seated. Yeah, go ahead and take your seat a minute. 
ask you a real question. Just men. I'm not a minister. I'm just a man like you. How many of you feel in your heart that sin in your life is holding you back from stepping into the place that Justin has been talking about tonight? Big, little, just what is your reason for not stepping up? Do you have one? Maybe you've never thought about it, like he mentioned. Uh, could it be your success? The success of where you're at in life now? Could that be the reason that you haven't surrendered or come into this place where you could be a vessel fit for the master's use? When God calls a man, he... I mean, the past really doesn't matter, good or bad. He called me out of success. Called me to himself and never told me, just now you just go do that. Called me to himself to walk close. And I've struggled with that through the years many, many times. I don't know why I was called outside of the church and a man like Justin was called inside to the church. But when I was... Listen to Jeremiah, I was thinking about the events, the miraculous events. I could stand here and call names for 30 minutes of the people who God had given me a word and the miraculous things happened in their lives. I mean, broad scales of it. And, and uh, if, if you've not, if, if people don't step into that role, then something must be holding them back. And I've, I've, I've sought the Lord, what is the thing, Lord, that I could identify on an individual basis that would help men move on up into you? That would help them step up into that place that you've created. It's not teaching discipleship classes because you can't teach discipleship. Uh, if you teach somebody how to do something, then they try to use it for everything else. Discipleship is just living and operating in this kingdom for what you were created. And it takes a surrender to step into that. Uh, you, you've got your phone as an e-Bible. You have the King James Version on it. Help me with the scripture. Last year, y'all remember when Justin and Annette went out to California last year? It's in August. Uh... On July the 13th, last year, the Lord woke me up at 3.55 of the morning. I was laying there. I sensed the presence in the bedroom. I was laying there, and I looked at the clock, and it said 4.09. He began to speak to me out of my doorway. And he said, come on up. Leave behind the thinking of just prospering. Of, of just prospering come up to the level of one who can be trusted with miracles and then he said this somewhat sternly to me can you handle it now I know some of these things in my life has really challenged me to the bone now when he told me to go in there and don't let that woman die that challenged me beyond human understanding but she got up. Just one. Betty was her name. Uh, 
The moment he began to speak, I sat right up on the edge of the bed. And I repeated back to him what he said three times. Leave behind the thinking of just prospering and come on up to the realm of one who can be trusted with miracles. Can you handle it? So my, that's, that's my question to you tonight. Can you handle this realm of life? Rick said, dream the biggest dream you could dream. See it. I don't know how to tell you to get there. I don't think Rick does either, but all them things are just part of it. You know, all of these things are just part of it when God calls a man. You've got to shake those things, whether they were bad or good. You've got to leave something to step up into a realm that he considers precious. That's why he says ministries are entrusted to people. Luke 6, 11, 16, 11, I'm sorry. So, so when he said that to me, come on up beyond the realm of just prospering, the scripture just inundated me. When you get it, I want you to read it. Y'all know Renslow? Everybody knows Renslow? For those of you who don't, this is, there you go. Read it, Dave. Read it out loud. He's not talking about they're just prospering with money. He's talking about a life on a much higher level. Much, much higher. And then with all of that, then, you know, the, the process began to work inside of me. And these, for the next three or four days, and he was making these statements to me. And one of them was this. There's a concept of reality in the spiritual dimension that is always challenging the human or natural understanding. And I want to say it in layman's terms to you. Spend your time figuring out how things work instead of spending all your time trying to figure out how to work things. Eternal things, how do they work? not everybody gets in on them. Just because you've got the earth suit on the earth, you don't get in on the things of God. I mean, somehow there's got to be a participation with him. Jesus said that. I don't do, I don't say unless he instructs, walks with, does through. So, so spend your time figuring out how things work instead of spending all your time trying to figure out how to work things. And then this next one. Having money, based on that scripture, at your disposal is still the lowest form of living. Based on that scripture. But having it for his dispersal is the highest form of living. Now, I, I saw in that scripture is that he's he, he willing to move us up to a different level. You can stay there if you want to. And then you'll be like Cornelius in Acts 10 who was a great man, according to the scripture, did great, gave good. But did you realize that that man was helpless concerning deep spiritual matters? He had to send Peter that was in the adjacent city. Had to send a man whose testimony was, look, master, I've left everything for you over there to impart eternal things into Cornelius. 
having that money ain't going to get you into the true, true riches. So come on up and leave behind just prosper. Next one. Most of the provisional miracles you see throughout the scriptures came with instruction for dispersals. Go back and look. Most of them came for instruction with dispersal. The next one. As long as you are more interested in success than surrender, you'll always come at faith with the intent of getting something for yourself. Faith, I don't believe, was really given to man to get things. I believe it was given man to hook up with God. All of the biblical characters you see, they were not using their faith for anything when God come to them. On the largest part, there's a couple of individuals, but God came to them anyway. And now all of their faith was to be exercised started to start in the life of obedience with them. Abraham had to follow the instructions. And he became the father of faith. Not trying to get anything on his own, but just hooking up with the person that walked into his life. Now, that last statement I made, as long as you're more interested in success than surrender, you'll always come at faith with the intent of getting something for yourself. Because you'll have to. Because obedience is the key to the manifestations of God. If you will step into the life of surrender, all everything else is enveloped within that step. It's, it references back to Matthew 6.33, you know. And... After these three or four days and these, these bullet points kept coming, I, I made notes to myself. And these are the notes to myself. Faith exercised within the boundaries of your race has no limitations. But outside the boundaries of your race, tremendous limitations. Well, what do you mean by that, Tommy? This is what I mean. Noah was commanded to build an ark, not a hospital, not a school. Faith was to step into the call of obedience. Uh, Moses. Moses is leading God's people successfully for almost 40 years. He blew it when he hit the rock instead of speaking to it at the end of the journey. It wasn't just about getting water. It was more about obedience. Can I, and can I trust you with the true riches of delivering my people? It, it wasn't because they're thirsty. He told Moses to speak to the rock, and he hit it with his staff. And it, it blew up on him. And, and then there's other places in the scriptures, and I, and I thought about this one. It came up in my heart a couple of days later. You can find it in Second Chronicles 16, verses 7 and 8, and it was Hanani, the prophet, the seer. He challenged King Asa. The word of the Lord had came to him. I'm talking about true riches. The word of the Lord. 
True riches. True riches is not mammon. True riches is what Pastor Justin and Rick was talking about. Jeremiah was talking about the Lord may give you a seed. The seed may be a finance uh, provision for someone. It may be a word of prayer, but it's the word of the Lord. He entrusted Jeremiah with that for those six boys in that restaurant. Now, now Jeremiah, when you listen to him talk, he, he's interested in coming up. And he'll get some finances along the way. But he can't just be thinking about finances. He's got to come up past that just prospering. Not only that, and you know, and that was the end for King Asa too. Now we've got a king appointed by God. We've got a prophet appointed by God. And we think ministry is just, oh yeah, we just go in there and lay hands on them, pray for a few people. But how about when it becomes, confront this one. Entrusted true riches. Entrusted true riches. Uh, over in Acts chapter 3, 1 through 10, it's Peter and John at the gate with the lame man. They just didn't walk by there and see that man and thought this would be a good day to heal him. It was an entrustment of true riches for that man because their comment was we didn't have no silver or gold, so we wasn't talking about more than that. It was the entrustment of true riches. And we know that Jesus' testimony is that that's all he operated in. He performed miracles without money. And some to money, some for money. But, you know, he wasn't bound by it. And then another one, Luke 9, 30 to 31. Moses and Elijah came down to the Mount of Transfiguration. Remember that? They were sent from the top side down to give Jesus the instruction about his departure. Trusted true riches, the word of the Lord. Acts chapter 5, 1 through 9. Peter confronted Ananias and Sapphira. Wasn't Peter's ideal. It couldn't have been Peter's ideal because the miraculous happened. It followed up when he made the planting of the seed, as Jeremiah referred to it. So that's where he wants us to go. And, and only he can take you there. And he'll, he's the only one who can release that word. So would, can you now tell me what the true riches in that verse is? It's the word of the Lord released to you that bears spontaneous ministry. And there's qualifications for it. So, so you got to know that it's not just wanting it. It's going to cost you something to get it. It's going to cost you something to walk in it. I've been in trouble more than once with pastors and, and ministers because, because of what God has called and put in me. I heard T.D. Jake say just the other night, he said, look, when we call you, we don't want you to show up with Brother Copeland, Benny Hinn, uh, or Roberts. Uh, he said, uh, 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 Billy Graham, we don't, we don't want you showing up with their message. We could have called them. He mentioned Brother Hagin's name. We want you to show up. And all of you. And what God's put within you will bear the word 
that sparks spontaneous ministry. So don't try to be somebody else. That's what Justin's been saying all night. Don't, don't try to get the five-fold office position. Just, just hide your life in God and step into that realm that Jesus called a higher way of life and get in on some of these things so that your name will be written and the book of Acts will continue to be wrote. Amen. You receive that? Amen. Thank you, Father. Amen. <laughs> oh, well, it was just the visitation of the Lord. Yeah. And so I knew I knew that wasn't for me. I, I left that success life July the 26th, 1996. I'm not after anything. Just him. Yeah. More of him. Amen. Amen. Oh, thank you, Father. Father, we thank you for your word tonight and the, the seeds that were sown into our hearts. And Father, that's our heart is to be men after your heart, after those true riches, to fill every, down to the last detail everything you've called and commissioned us to do and working with you all along the way and seeing miraculous things take place. So we thank you for blessing our time together tonight and thank you for the challenges that were given, whether through the microphone or challenges that were given directly to our hearts as individuals. And, and I see... What I see is I see every man of this church and this community coming up, coming up to another level of living, seeking first the kingdom of God. We thank you for it tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to thank you all for being here. I know we went a little longer than normal, um, but appreciate everyone's input. Thank you, Danny and, and uh, worship team uh, for being here. Don't forget about signing up for the Raising the Bar event. Invite somebody, whoever brings the most, I'm hook you up with dinner for two at Texas Day Brazil if you like meat. Um, anyway, you can, you can sign up and pay tonight if you see Jeremiah, if you haven't signed up already. Um, other than that, we love you guys. Have a great week, and uh, I'll be ministering on Sunday and talking about the law of synergy. So anyway, God bless you. Have a great rest of the week.